0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Patriots preview slash review segment of the Brady Bros Boston Sports Podcast. My name is Nicholas. As always, James is here with me today. James, say hello.
1: What's up? I didn't say hello. And,
0: I broke convention. Look at that. Oh, no. Look at we're already where we are off and rolling. Um, so this is kind of uh, like I already mentioned, a review and then a preview of just the Patriots uh, just because we have failed to put out at our normal time uh, per usual hopefully we will get that back on track here soon it's a little hectic with school and everything um, but this one this one might not be great let's first take a look at this past week week five versus the Broncos or even even taking a step back because we haven't uh, done this in a couple of weeks uh, Patriots had a game delayed to covid so the bye week got moved from week six to week five. Uh, So the week six matchup or the week five matchup was now the week six matchup versus the Broncos in which the Patriots, um, they laid a pretty bit at big egg, James. And I'll let you talk about it mostly because I didn't watch the game and kind of glad I didn't really glad I didn't actually.
1: Yeah, I guarantee you, you saved yourself a bunch of time as the Patriots just they simply they couldn't get anything going all game long on the offense the defense actually played pretty well and i'll talk about that later on but the offense just struggled to get anything going on on at all cam newton didn't look great our receivers weren't doing a whole lot i mean we had three points in total in the first half and then we attacked on nine kind of in crunch time as it looked like we might spark a comeback in the fourth quarter but just kind of fell short on that drive but It's one of those things where this is a Patriots team that, regardless of the adversity they've overcome this year, the changes we've had, you shouldn't lose to a team, like you said before we started recording, that didn't score a touchdown.
0: Yep, the Broncos put up 18 all field goals, six field goals on the day. Uh, Yeah, Cam Newton struggled, obviously. Uh, Again, I didn't watch, but just looking here, 17 for 25, only 157 yards. Uh, He did have the rush, the lone touchdown for the Patriots uh, in, of course, Cam Newton fashion, uh, running it in on the ground, uh, but also throwing two interceptions. And I mean, it certainly doesn't help when you can't get it going on offense, but like the Denver Broncos offense was not rolling. Uh, There was no reason that, I just like keep thinking back to the last time we did a Patriots preview and how we, we almost barely talked about this matchup because we were like, Oh, it's the Denver Broncos. We, you know, it's early in the season, they're not great, we're not playing in Denver. There shouldn't be a whole lot to be concerned about. Uh, and we were very wrong.
1: Yeah, it just on a day where Julian Edelman threw the ball twice, that's that's how you knew. That is how you knew that things were just not going the way we wanted to. Speaking of, this dude throwing the ball twice, 2 of 2, perfect on the day, 38 yards, a long of 22. But, I mean, also Edelman on the offense, targeted 6 times, only caught 2 passes for 8 total yards. I mean, it, it just, it goes to show you, we just didn't have it going from the very beginning. And, you know, our best guys out there just weren't getting it done. I mean, Cam Newton with the, the rush touchdown, starting to show those legs again, 10 attempts, 76 yards. Had a couple of good scrambles, but just, I don't know. It it was a very underwhelming performance on offense. We can, I mean, if there's other stuff you want to add, I know you didn't watch it, but just looking at the numbers, if there's anyone anything you want to add, go for it. Because I'll talk about the defense, which was definitely a high point. I know we talked about this whole thing, uh, we're done saying we, you know, had good losses. And I'm not saying this is a good loss. It is by no means a good loss. It's a game we should have won very, very easily. We should have won. But one of those things where the defense was definitely the highlight of the day, but we need to get out all the bad things that happened on offense before we can really talk about the defense.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously an ugly game. I want to say like two weeks without consistent practices and that, uh, that unexpected time off due to the COVID thing. Cam Newton coming back from COVID. Uh, but he was the biggest rusher by 57 yards. It was just it was so clear. Just anyone looking at this box score would be like, what the heck happened to this game? Because you mentioned Julian Edelman throwing two passes, Cam Newton catching a pass. Uh, so it looks like they just tried a little bit of everything, couldn't get going. I mean the other backs um in harris burkhead and white 15 attempted rushes for just over like 40 yards just really nothing going james white was leading receiver with eight receptions only 65 yards so again just looking at this box score you can tell it was a weird game uh and just obviously not a very pretty one and now we can kind of go over to the defense because uh, it's very clear they they played well, didn't allow a touchdown. I mean, in a game where your defense doesn't allow a touchdown, you have to be pretty happy. It's just unfortunate they were able to kick six field goals. I mean, Drew Locke didn't – his name is Drew, right? Yeah. Drew Locke didn't have a great game, 10 of 24, uh, just under 200 yards, two interceptions for himself, no touchdowns, obviously. Uh, yeah, Just it looks like the defense did their job pretty well. And the offense just couldn't pick up the slack.
1: Yeah, like like you said, I mean, it's a game where if, if someone puts up 18 points against you, this is a Patriots team that is good enough to do that. We've done much better against, I'd argue, better defenses. I mean, a, a, a struggling defense that's missing their best player in Super Bowl MVP and All-Star Von Miller. I mean, this, is, this isn't a great team overall, and it's just one of those games where We might still be looking at that Belichick preseason mentality. And you talked about, you know, two weeks with one or two in-person practices. I
0: I I think it was two.
1: I think Cam Newton was at one of those practices. The Broncos being able to practice the entire time. I mean, it definitely showed with the Patriots very, very slow coming out of the gate. They got it going a little bit towards the end, but it was just too little, too late. But like you said, we'll move over to the defense, which had a much better day. It reminded me a lot of the whole, the whole mantra a couple of years ago, bend, don't break. And that's exactly what we did. We'd bend, we'd let them get into field goal territory, but we wouldn't break. We wouldn't let them punch it in the end zone. That was that. And I want to talk about one specific guy who just had himself a day. And that is Jonathan Jones. They were going after this guy on our defense all day long, and he did not give at all target after target he was breaking up passes bringing guys down finally got himself an interception but I was just I was so impressed by his play all day long he was definitely one of the players where he made a couple of good plays in the early game and then you just kind of kept your eye on him because they kept trying to target this guy and he just he wouldn't give and it was really really impressive to see for a guy that is on a defense with guys like JC Jackson you know Stephon Gilmore Devin McCordy and he's the guy we're talking about which is really cool so he had himself a day for sure it was very fun to watch him play and just really really play at such a high level on this defense for a guy that isn't talked about too much but I mean other than that JC Jackson with another interception he's really coming to his role as that second cornerback and, and really doing a great job alongside Stephon Gilmore I want to say that there were a couple of penalties in this game that just didn't sit well with me. I think there was, I want to say there's one or two holding penalties. I don't have the numbers up right here. Uh, Let's see.
0: I can, I can try to pull them. I know that the Broncos
1: had one first down by penalty. I see that, but it was a pretty clean game. It just was one of those things where I feel like there were a couple penalties. I think there was one in the end zone on Stefan Gilmore for, for holding or something that, just didn't really seem right to me but it, it's one of those it wasn't like a i'm gonna sit here and say that's the reason we lost all day long and point to it obviously it didn't even turn into a touchdown so it's not that big a deal but
0: one okay, of those this things can't, just this can't a, be right i'm going through like the official uh like i think it's called the game book or whatever oh yeah it says penalties and the number of yards. And for the Patriots, it just says one and then four. So one penalty for four yards does not... if That doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, if it's a spot foul. Or if but it's I think half, half
1: the distance to the goal line. Eight yards out.
0: Yeah, but you're saying there were a number of penalties, right? I think it might have just
1: been the one. Because th- there was one in the really early game that they threw a flag and then said there's no penalty on the play. So I think it might have just been the one.
0: Oh, really? Just the one penalty? Okay. Well, Because it was...
1: carry on then yeah i think it was a pretty clean game for the the most part but there was one other thing i think i wanted to talk about that i am well i I mean i'll take i'll
0: take a second here while you can kind of think of it um and i kind of want to look at this for the from the broncos perspective for a second i know that's kind of weird as we're like mainly a you know boston sports podcast but you have two weeks to prepare for a team that you know is going to be you know, not 100% after not practicing. Uh, their their starting quarterback had COVID. Uh, their best defensive player had COVID. You have two whole weeks to prepare in person. And you, you can't even score a touchdown. I mean, 18 points off field goals is great, but you can't even find the back of the end zone. I find that, you know, that can't be super encouraging from the Broncos perspective. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It's a game that I feel
1: like they're lucky to have won. Oh,
0: absolutely. Um, I mean, well, are they? I mean, we didn't. We didn't really earn it. On yeah, the, that, on the, that's uh, fair. I'm ball, looking at this
1: too. There's the fumble numbers. We've fumbled four times in this game. Luckily, only lost one of them. But it's just, it's one of those things where it's just a sloppy game. You know, Cam Newton's here, two fumbles. Ryan Isol with a fumble that uh, ended up being a turnover. And that kind of takes me to my next point, which was the turnovers. We had a couple of them through the interceptions and the fumbles. But looking at it on the other side of the ball, we had two turnovers to make this a very interesting game coming down the stretch. I'll give it that. I I know I talked about how it wasn't a great game. It wasn't really a shootout. It wasn't offensive or super exciting in that respect. But when it came down the stretch, the Patriots managed to make this a very interesting game. They, I want to say they picked off Drew Locke, marched down the field, got a touchdown with like three-ish minutes left, four minutes left maybe. And then the whole thing is, okay, we need to stop. We need to stop. We need to stop. First play, Broncos are back on offense, throws another interception to Jonathan Jones. So they made it interesting and then they had that It was one of those things where I hate to bring this up because this can spiral into a whole nother discussion that I don't want to have, but it's one of those things where, you know, you pick the ball off, you have a timeout, two, three minutes left to get down the field. I mean, that's, that is Tom Brady golden hours. That is the, that is what you have Tom Brady on a team for. And the confidence that you feel as a fan watching that situation was very different with Cam Newton at the ball especially on a day where the passing game just wasn't there and I think we it was we we're taking you know all we were taking three downs to get a get a first which when you're at the end of the game is not a comfortable feeling as a fan or a team and then I think we got one first down and the the drive kind of just petered out uh we lost it on downs and that was the game but that's just a comment i don't really want to have a whole discussion about it because i'm sure we could but we'll save that for i mean the, the one thing i will some say some i will clap,
0: i will clap back with the drive for the ending drive versus the seahawks i mean that, Newton that's fair Pretty good performance and that ended at the goal line with just a, a good defensive play by the seahawks just a but i do know what you're saying like the patriots i mean we we talked about that depth that, that whole formation whatever but I mean, you're right, Tom Brady. There are, in my mind, there's no other guy you want doing the two-minute drill on your team, and we have just gotten so used to that over the last twenty years. And I mean, we've been we've been kind of riding on it. This like past couple weeks is very different looking Patriots team, um, and we're gonna have to ride out some lows while they they kind of put it all together. But if you don't think Bill Belichick can turn this into a Super Bowl contending team, I have some faith in the man.
1: Yeah, and we'll we'll kind of use that to wrap up talking about this game because we do have another game we need to talk about too. But
0: yeah, we can. Couple we can of notes forward.
1: about this one. I believe that game, the loss, puts us at two and three.
0: It does. That moving us
1: to third in the AFC East.
0: That is also correct. behind
1: the Miami Dolphins, who have just been lucky and played the Jets so far, and the Buffalo Bills, who can't play worth a darn against a good team, so we're actually looking all right in that department. Uh, Drew Locke becomes the youngest quarterback, uh, youngest opposing quarterback to win at Gillette Stadium. And Fine. the Patriots are have a losing record for the first time in the month of October since 2002. And I don't think I phrased that the best way I could have, but you get the point. It's been a long time since we haven't been at least decent moving through October. Oh, you're saying
0: like because we're one and are we one and two in October?
1: Well, no, we're we're two and three, like our total record. We've never oh, okay. had an I got overall losing record
0: come October. I got I thought you were saying through month the month October. of October. Got it. Since two thousand two. Okay. Yes. Shall we now pivot into the uh the upcoming game this Sunday, four twenty five, I believe it is. Let me double check that. I think that's yes, uh, that is correct. Oh, well, on the on the 49ers side it actually does say 120. Oh no, 125 PDT, sorry. Ah.
1: Of course. Time, time, time zones.
0: Those, those time zones, man. Uh again, at Gillette Stadium versus the previously mentioned San Francisco 49ers. Uh the Golden Boy, Jimmy G, his return to New England. Is this
1: the, this is no no way this is the first time we've played him in Gillette since he left. Is it?
0: I feel like I keep seeing stuff like we've that. We've played that him.
1: We've definitely played them away but that might have been the year he
0: tore his ACL too. I will uh, I'll double his... ch- I'll double check that Whatever. if you want to get us rolling here.
1: Anyways, the San Francisco 49ers, a team that I would argue has had an equally as interesting beginning to their season. Starting off, you know, coming off of a Super Bowl loss, lose losing to the Arizona Cardinals. And this is one of those years where like already through 6 or 7 weeks. I think it's been 6 weeks. We've seen like The bad teams beat the good teams, but then the teams that beat the good teams also lose the bad. It's really confusing, but basically starting off the season with a loss to the Cardinals who looked really good that week and then have kind of fallen off and then come back on the wagon. Who knows? Uh, Beating the Jets in a game that cost them just about every good player this team has ever had. Nick Bosa out for the season. Raheem Mostert, I still think is questionable, if not doubtful for this week bunch of other guys going down in that game
0: he's he's doubtful he's on okay. my fantasy team
1: uh you know picking up wins against the jets and giants yeah surprise there. losing to the eagles and getting blown out by the dolphins 43 17 and then beating a really good la rams team so i i'm gonna be honest i don't even know where to stand on this 49ers team i think it's one of those ones where we have to take advantage of the fact that we are playing a beat down 49ers team we're playing them without Nick Bosa who is by far the best player on their defense we're playing them I shouldn't say hopefully most likely without Raheem Mostert their best running back I mean I believe they do have Jerick McKinnon who's all right but we're, we're playing a worn down team and it's a game that I mean, I'll basically go into any games in this. It's a game that we can win. But it's a game that I think so far through all of our matchups, I've had like the least amount of an inkling uh, of how the other team's going to do. I could tell you all the other opponents leading up to this, I could tell you, oh, they're going to, you know, here's what to say about the, the Broncos. Here's what to say about the Raiders. Here's what to say about the Seahawks, the Chiefs, whatever. I just don't have a good read on this, this 49ers team. But... I'll flip it over to you because I've talked for a bit now on, you know, what you expect from this matchup, what you're looking for coming off of the loss against the Broncos and the Chiefs,
0: whatever you want to say. Yeah, so just going back to what you say, the last time, according to this, this is like a 49ers, like, I don't know if it's a stats site or a blog site, maybe. Uh, the last time they were at Gillette was 2012, so that definitely was okay. So yeah, it was Jimmy pre- Gillette, Jimmy because we played them. We played them in San Fran in 2016. But yeah, I'm I'm really inclined to agree with you. I think, kind of in a way, the Patriots and uh, 49ers have gone through kind of some similar stuff uh just due to covid and like for us covid for them injuries i don't think they've had any delays because of covid had they uh
1: by the looks of things no they have not i mean they might have had like a game moved around time wise
0: but that may have just been due to other teams if if anything okay so this this might sound kind of dumb for a second but let's let's forget that that week six game versus the la rams and we are looking at a 2-3 49ers team that really has not played a good football team. You mentioned the Cardinals, Jets, Giants, Eagles, Dolphins. None of those teams are probably going to make the playoffs. The Eagles might by some miracle just because that division is garbage. I would argue the Cardinals um, might as well, but... Okay, I continue. guess that, that's true. What division? What do, what do, you Same get my point, Niners. not... Okay, well, there you go. So you just they have not played good football teams. Yes, they blew out the Jets. Yes, they blew out the Giants to be expected, but then that that blowout versus the Dolphins who again really aren't that good. Uh this is clearly, I would say kind of a uh like you mentioned beaten down and maybe a little bit disheartened 49ers team. Um so I'm going to give kind of two outlooks here. What I think will happen and then, what I want to happen, what I think realistically happen, is it might be a pretty ugly game. Again, you just have two teams that are still clearly just trying to figure out dealing with, uh, you know, injuries, COVID, extra time off without practice, whatever it is. So, I think you might be looking at not a not a pretty football game, um, but I do think, like you said, this is this is a very winnable game for the Patriots. Of course, we said that going into the Broncos game as well. Uh, so i kind of think that's where this might be headed now you can critique me after this if you think i'm wrong realistically what i want to happen of course is for the patriots to get their legs back under them and kind of blow this this disheartened team this disheartened 49ers team out of the water jimmy g has looked pretty bad at times um so maybe you know our defense can capitalize on that you know without their main running back like you said so I would look for another big game for the defense and Cam Newton in the offense to kind of get their legs and you know get settled and maybe start to see this midseason form that we uh, are expecting out of Bill Belichick. Yeah,
1: and and that brings up a good point with the whole getting their legs under them, which is something we neglected to talk about in the Broncos part, which is the fact that Sony Michel was put on the injured slash COVID list. So do with that information what you so believe in. Um, and also going back to that whole injured COVID list, we have David Andrews coming back to practice. So he's back. He's been a big piece of this. What has now become a very beaten down offensive line for the Patriots, which it's going to be big getting him back and important, making sure that they can figure stuff out. If we're going to get the run game going, if we're going to get any sort of game going, because this is still a pretty decent 49ers defense. We saw one of the best in the league last year. But I agree. I do think that the Patriots have a good opportunity here. We do need to use this to kind of, you know, get something going for ourselves. So I think these losses against the Chiefs and the Broncos, they got to set a fire on the Patriots because we got good opponents coming down the stretch. So that is going to be really important. And I also forgot to mention earlier that George Kittle was... I believe, injured for a couple of weeks, so they missed him. He's He is now back, but I think when it comes down to it, the key to this game is really just going to be stopping George Kittle. That's what it's going to come down to, because other than that, if you don't have Raheem Oster, Jarek McKinnon can break loose here and there, but I do think it's going to be all about taking George Kittle out of the equation, because I think if you take him out of the equation, you're going to force Jimmy G to make really difficult plays which i just honestly don't think he's capable of making i believe he was benched during the dolphins game uh
0: he was, he was benched at some point this year i don't remember he was
1: benched in was one of these game. games i think for no probably he was, he was no, also out of game too. i think for nick mullins or so, yeah some i don't even know who's on that team anymore but i believe it was nick mullins so a guy who's honestly struggled in his career with the 49ers he really hasn't looked insane at and, and any that sounds point. kind of
0: kind of silly uh, coming off like a Super Bowl appearance but I'm very inclined to agree with you I think it's he definitely hasn't had it easy that's for sure
1: no I think everyone's oh you know coming out of a system with Belichick and Brady how could he fail and I think he I think he's looked good at times he's looked bad at times and that's for every quarterback but yeah coming off of a Super Bowl loss, I mean, they've kind of just looked like they had that that kind of sitting on their shoulders this entire season, kind of weighing them down. But yeah, I, I think you bring up a good point with it being it, it might be an ugly game. The Patriots just need to have more points in the board at the end of the fourth quarter. That's what it's going to come down to.
0: Doesn't matter how you get him there. We just got to put them there.
1: Could be six field goals for all I care at this point. Uh, yeah,
0: that, that, that wins games nowadays.
1: But I do want to bring up one other thing that you said about, right. the, you know, the whole them not really playing a playoff team. Uh, Honestly, Niners may like might squeak in on a wild card. If I had to guess this season, you talked about this. And I just want to bring this up because both of these teams have a very difficult schedule moving forward with the Niners playing us the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, the Rams, the Bills, the Cardinals again, and the Seahawks again. All in this, you know, the, the end of their season. They, they do play the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys, but that's what, one, two, three, four, five, seven teams that currently have a winning record? I mean, yeah, and it doesn't
0: in, get in much easier all teams
1: Patriots. that I would argue have a great chance of making the playoffs.
0: The only thing the Patriots have going for us is that we get to play the Jets twice in that second half of the season. That is true, uh, but I think Very really true. i want to I want to go back to what I said in terms of what I hope happens. I really do think the Patriots this is just kind of coming to me now as I look ahead to the schedule. They really do need to put a solid performance under them because. Say you, and this might be looking too far ahead, and, we'll, and of course we'll talk about this um, in next week. But we we play the Bills the week after this, and if we come off a loss to this 49ers team, and the Bills I believe are playing the Jets this week,
1: I think they yeah, are.
0: So yeah. so I mean, there you go. They're going to. They're if going they lose to that one then. They're going. To, the Bills are going to five and two. The Jets are going zero and sixteen. Dude. There's no way they don't. So
1: the Bills have a bye week essentially.
0: Pretty much. But what I'm getting at here is you have a Buffalo Bills team that has been beaten down for years. And if we lose this 49ers game, you know they are going to go into next week looking to, I don't want to say finish the division, but
1: they can put themselves in a great position. They can put
0: themselves in an extremely good position going forward. So that's something to think about too. I really think more than ever, the Patriots need a good performance this week uh and i mean 49ers defense is is formidable i would argue they have a decent defense again you mentioned they're missing their key player nick bosa but uh, the bills defense is i think going to be a step up from there and so the the offense definitely needs to figure it out
1: yeah for sure i'm i'm looking at the afc standings here so we're 0 two away i didn't really realize that i guess for some reason but I mean yeah, we're we're in third. We're sitting at what? 2 and 3. 2 and 3. So we're two at least two games back, but yeah, you bring up a great point that we will talk about at length in the next Patriots preview about the Bills yep. cuz we'll have a lot of divisional stuff to talk about which I'll try to save most of for. But I also just I looked at this and this blew my mind. The Dolphins have the
0: most points
1: for in our division.
0: I'm seeing that too. I mean, and only have, by four to, to the Bills. Yeah, but we have hundred. Bills actually have a negative point differential, which is crazy. But it's just because the Chiefs and Titans put up such a big numbers. Did the Chiefs even put up that big numbers against them? I don't know. I, I know the Titans kind of lose or something, maybe.
1: But I mean, yeah, the Bills, a team that have struggled against good teams. But once again, we'll save that all for the next. Yeah, that'll week. be a, that'll be
0: a lengthy conversation. It's I was going to say we we, we do have. On again toward the end of the year because the patriots close with miami buffalo new york
1: i was gonna say we have the fact that we play a lot of our afc east opponents down the line so that'll at least be something to look forward to but anyways i yeah keys of the game i think really it just comes down to shutting down george
0: kittle and get something going on offense you don't yeah. have to blow them out of the water but at least show that you can put some drives together and gain some confidence going forward
1: yeah i think just also like getting it going early We we saw the patriots offense kind of come alive at the very end of the last game but this isn't one where i want to dig ourselves out of a hole in the last five minutes i want to establish early and often scoring which will be interesting against a pretty good defense but
0: I mean, we're also talking eleven straight or ten straight weeks of football here. Ten or 11, I don't know, four, eight, three. So uh eleven straight weeks of football here for the Patriots. And a great for us as fans. We have something to watch for the next uh eleven weeks. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough road for the Patriots. It's gonna be, you know, a long eleven weeks.
1: Yeah, but uh do we want to do score predictions i guess we'll do that and then be done with it
0: i think that i think that'll wrap it up i again i feel yeah well let's go i'm gonna screw it uh 31 17 patriots i'm going the
1: classic 24 to 14
0: yeah all right. I respect it. It's probably, that's probably more realistic. I'm being a little, a little hopeful with, I was going to say 35, but honestly, five if, if our offense like
1: could it. put up 35,
0: I would love that. But me too. That's why. So instead of five touchdowns four and a field goal.
1: Yeah. We're, we're big game managers in running the ball. All right. Well, I think that does it for pretty much everything we need to talk about. We will just kind of see what happens on Sunday, I guess. Uh, Hoping fingers crossed here for no further delays or adjustments to the game. We can talk more in the regular episode about the NFL as a whole.
0: We'll save that, yeah, because it's for then, uh, for to kind of break down the fourth wall here. That just the top of the Pat segment I wrote is the NFL doomed. This was coming after like the Patriots game getting moved around, and then all the other games getting moved around. But yeah, we can we can touch. We'll the do all that
1: later. Anyways, that is going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We apologize for kind of taking a not even like a bit of a break, but just a little bit inconsistent here in the last couple of weeks. But we'll try to get back on that schedule. I like the schedule we had going with the regular episode coming out on Tuesdays and then the preview coming out on Saturdays. I think that was a good schedule that we're going to try to get back to, you know,
0: at, at some point it's, it's scheduling is very tough right now. You would yes. think taking oh, into account are...
1: school and everything. You're going to have to keep that in mind, but we will do our best because I, I think we are both fans of that schedule. If we can get back on it. Yes. Alrighty. Well, uh, follow us on our social medias at Brady bros, Boston on Instagram at Brady bros on YouTube. Twitters are, Yours, Nick, is Brady Bros Nick. Mine is James B underscore Boston. Leave us a rating on this show. Leave a comment on the show, maybe, whatever platform you listen on. Just let us know some feedback. We want to know how we're doing. What we could do to improve the show. If this show should just go shrivel up in a corner and die somewhere. I mean, anything at all. You can say
0: that. Just make sure you leave five stars.
1: Yeah, we'll take anything. You can pretty much (laughs) slander or say whatever you want. If you're going to leave the five star rating, we'll give you that. We'll give you that opportunity. Uh, So take it if you want to. Anyways, that is that for the Pats. I feel like there's a more clever way
0: I could have done that, but that's what I said. You almost had something there. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. See ya.